Your Awakening Podcast with Raphael. Deep dive into consciousness, embodiment, intuition and holistic healing with awakening coach and qualified counsellor, empowered with Raphael. Hello empaths and intuitives. Today's episode is something that I've been pondering on for several weeks as I've been watching the global and domestic events unfold and the divide and separation that has been happening here in New Zealand as well as the intense global events that are happening in the world right now. And I think that this episode will stand the test of time to be relevant to other upheavals that are are likely to happen globally because of the way that governments are structured, the way society is structured, and the way modern civilization has grown to become so dependent on commercialization, big corporations, international alliances, and and big infrastructure at an industry level. So I want to talk about how society has been structured and when we're really starting to see this come out now in a way that really instills fear and instills a grind in us and how consciousness can take you out of that perspective without needing to go off grid, without needing to make bold, sweeping changes that set you completely apart from your ability to engage in society. Because I'm not about that. I'm all about balance. Still being part of the human experience, still participating in society, but also doing it in a conscious way and doing it with an element of choice and recognizing the power that you have as a human being, as a soul in a human body, and as a member of the global society that we have now. At the moment, I see a lot of buried heads in the sand, and I can see why. The last few years have been terrifying for everybody. We have had to face some of our biggest fears as a race of humans. Fears that we haven't faced globally since World War II. We aren't equipped for this in our generation. The last time we had this kind of global level panic and fear and risk to your life at a global level was when my grandparents were super young. One of my grandparents is still alive now and she's in her 90s. So for the last three generations, four, if you include the ones that are just coming through now, we have not lived in a world where we have had such a widespread fear, a fear of extinction. And on observing the pandemic, taking a step back the last couple of years, and observing everything that's changing and shifting and moving right now in the glo- on the globe, and all of these s- really significant, really potentially disastrous actions that are being taken, and stands that are being taken, and political moves that are being taken, I think about how at a deep human level, 
at a deep psychological level, we have had to face as human beings the possibility of our own extinction for the first time since the rise of modern technology. This pandemic has awakened in so many of us fear, fear of our inevitable death, but also fear of early death, fear of loss, grief, and uncertainty, fear of facing the risk. As a global species, we have had to look into the eye of the tiger that our ancestors would have looked at when they were in tribes. We have had to look in the face of the anxiety that has been present with humans for such a long time. The risk that your entire community and everyone you love could be gone. But the difference is that we've had this period where for a lot of us, for the most part, haven't had to face that fear, potentially even for generations. And I know absolutely that there are parts of the world where people have looked and stared into this fear on a daily basis throughout generations. But on a global scale, we haven't experienced anything this sustaining and this insidious and this long lasting for nearly 90 years. So it's no wonder that there's a lot of people out there who are burying their head in the sand right now. There's no wonder that there's a lot of people who are coming up with reasons why they don't want to be involved in the political arms or they don't want to be involved in the global movements that are happening or they don't want to speak out against segregation because then this fear has been used against us in order to conform as a species to a regimented idea that profits to a regimented structure and mandate that creates a profit to a small select few. And this is always the case with this energy. Not just thinking about this moment in history, because there's several examples of this energy flowing right now beyond the pandemic. But this idea that the fear at that deep human level can be wielded and warped to profit off by a select few, whether it's government officials, whether it's corporations, whether it's big guns, big pharma, whatever it might be, we've seen this cycle happen. I am here to tell you today that your thoughts and your feelings, they matter more than you think they might and that you can take action and that you can incite change at an individual level. And you don't have to join protests and you don't have to give up your job. You can do this in your everyday choices. You can do this in the choices you make around engaging with content, in the choices you make of conversation, in the choices you make around the people you spend your time and valuable energy on, in the choices you make to speak out or to not speak out, in your choices to educate yourself, in your buying choices, in your choices to parent at an individual every single day. We influence 
the way society is structured and the global movement and cogs of commerce in our spending habits and in our choices to engage in the media and our choices to engage in content now. And we are actually far more powerful as individuals than we all give ourselves credit for. And when you're conscious and when you're actively making these choices, not from a place of fear or a place of consumerism, but from a place of conscious action, that's where the tables turn. Because society relies on us to remain in this fear and in this unconscious choice. Society, as it's structured right now, requires the majority of people to be living in a space of fear, in a space of anxiety, in a space of being rushed and not really having any choice in the matter. But when you slow down and you decide and you make choices about how you spend your time, how you spend your money, what you like on social media, what you share on social media, what news articles you read, and you use your voice to take action on that, that's when change happens at an individual level. And you don't have to be an activist. You don't have to give up your job and join protests and move overseas and go fight the fight. You don't have to become the next patron. You don't have to become the next crusader. You can make change. You can make change by as small of an act as a reshare, a like, a choice to not buy a particular product or a choice to buy a particular product, a choice to set a boundary with somebody, a choice to read and educate yourself and then share that education with people when it becomes relevant. Conscious living is not just about following a set of guidelines. Conscious living is about taking steps that feel a full body yes within you that make you feel alive and make you feel aligned. Conscious living is about observing yourself and those around you and being able to take a step back from reacting and be in a place of responding. And all of you listening to this podcast have the cognitive ability to do that. The choice is whether you put the energy into it. When you let yourself feel your feelings and you act in alignment with those feelings, the whole world opens up. You spend less to numb yourself. You avoid less. You are more clear about who you are and who you want to be. And that action doesn't require so much effort because you're knowing in yourself at a full body level, yes, consciousness is the opportunity to ask yourself, what matters to me? What do I give a shit about? What matters? What am I going to care about when I'm on my deathbed? So I ask you, what matters to you? What feelings do you have right now associated to everything that's going on in the world right now? Because if you're mad, if you're angry, if you're upset, if you're grieving, that's a sign that you aren't aligned with what's going on out there and maybe not aligned with how you're responding to that. And it is an incredible opportunity for you to make a choice about how you 
respond and you act. If you've got anger, if you've got sadness, if you've got grief, if you've got frustration, find ways to channel that. Find ways to harness that energy and make a difference at an individual level. Now, there will be fear because remember, it's going back to our deepest fear as, an, as a society and as our individual nations of extinction. But if you can lift your head above the soil and you can come back to yourself and process that fear and do the work around responding to that fear and letting those feelings out, you can observe what's going on. And you can start to notice the power that you have to change things. Systems, governments, corporations, industries, they seem powerful. But at the base of democracy is the very notion that we, as everyday citizens, get a choice. And at the base of the notion of industries, they rise and fall, just as commerce does just as corporations do, on their bottom line. The place that you choose to put your dollars, that is power. The bottom line of industries, the profit of industries, that makes them shift. Governments, well, they get in and feel a level of safety, often, for several years. Sometimes longer, depending on the structure of that government. But corporations are at the whim of their shareholders for their quarterly and yearly reports. Think for a moment about how powerful your choices as a consumer are because of the way society is structured and because of the way commerce is structured and businesses are structured. Businesses need to make profit, otherwise they die. Despite the notion that any one business is indestructible because they've been around for 10, 20, 50, 90 years. They're not. And I tell you what, when big corporations have a product, have a service, have a line, have a marketing campaign even, that isn't selling, they shift fast. They adapt. It's easy to think of corporations as an enemy, as some big defiant structure, but really they are a moving, adapting, unliving organism designed to move around and feed and build themselves stronger and more profitable. They move fast and if they go to an area and there's no food there, they're forced to shift. I've worked in government, I've worked in corporates and I've consulted and during my time, I really saw how this actually works from the inside and how quickly businesses learn to navigate and adapt and how ultimately, as the consumer, you are the powerful one. So you can harness your power by tapping into your consciousness. You can harness your power by taking a breath and noticing what is important to you at a somatic level, at a body level, at a soul level, at an auric level, at a moral level, at a cognitive level. And you can take that action to be powerful. 
as Cynthia said in my interview with her in our last podcast episode, you are more powerful than you think you are. And I really, truly believe this right down into my bones because I know how it feels to feel like a very small cog in a very big system. But when you can take a step back from it and notice that actually the biggest shift that I can make is in my everyday choices, that's power. That is powerful. I hear so much the excuse from people that they can't make a change because they're not a politician or they're not a CEO or they don't have 10,000 or 20 or 50,000 followers on Instagram or Facebook. But you can make change and you can be incredibly influential in your choices and in the way that you influence those people around you. If everyone was conscious and made active choices in the way that they parented, in the way that they were around their close friends, it wouldn't matter if you had five or 5,000 people in your circles, right? Because if we were all doing it in a conscious way, then we'd all be influencing each other. Now, I know that that's not realistic, that every human is going to build their consciousness. But those of you who are listening to this, you can. You can do that and you can share that with the people around you. And then maybe they'll start on that space and they'll start to raise their heads out of the sand and then they'll influence the people around them. And that's how we get a groundswell. You don't have to have 10 or 20 or 50,000 followers. You don't have to be an influencer. We influence every day those people who look up to us, those people who are inspired by us, those people who love and care about us. You are an influencer with them. And if you have an audience, if you have a mechanism to share your voice beyond your close family and a few friends, if you're listening to this and you have a business, you're an executive, you have a social media following, then your power is even bigger because you have more of a reach and you have an ability to influence even more people. So I encourage you, I inspire you to be conscious and to spread that consciousness. Consciousness and awakening can be seen in the same context here because consciousness is the product of awakening and awakening leads to deeper consciousness. When we awaken, we open our eyes to everything around us. In my book, Your Conscious Awakening, I describe awakening as awakening in its simplest form is the process of developing consciousness and connection with oneself, others, the natural world, and the spiritual realms to align to your purpose and find deeper fulfillment. I talk about four particular pillars, and this is how I structure my coaching work, and my consciousness work with clients. Conscious connection to oneself holistically through mind, body, and spirit. Conscious connection to others. Awakening to the natural world and your relationship with Mother Earth. Intuitive awakening with your deeper spiritual connection. So consciousness is not just about intuition. Consciousness and awakening is about connecting with your body, connecting with your mind, connecting with your soul connecting with others in a more conscious way and forging those relationships that a lot of people are scared to have. 
awakening to the natural world and to mother nature going back to your roots as a human being that connection to the earth as well as your intuition awakening is about understanding yourself more deeply so you can live the life that you desire whatever that might be so as you deepen your practice of consciousness consider this your awakening and as you are searching for that awakening consider your consciousness and know that the two are interlinked intrinsically know that this shows you how you can make change and then know now having listened to this episode that that change that action that you take that can make changes at a global level There's a lot of spiritual coaches and a lot of people who are out there like in a guru energy who are out there telling you to do this and telling you to do that and how to live your life. And I hate that. I hate that rhetoric and that idea because ultimately consciousness is about working out what you desire, figuring out your patterns, your triggers, your abilities, your gifts, your moral alignment, your connection with nature. And acting from a place of consciousness that is you. There is no one methodology. There is no one way to awaken. The power is within you. And it's your choice whether you step into that. Just as it's your choice every time you like a post. Every time you engage on social media. Buy a product at the supermarket. You are making that choice whether consciously or unconsciously. What I'm here to do, my mission, and what Empowered with Raphael is here to serve, and what your Awakening podcast is here to do, is to help you see that this is the choice that you have to make, and that no one else can do it for you, that you are so powerful, so why not be conscious in those choices, and put that power in places that you want it to be, put your vote, put your profits Put your energy, put your time, put your likes in the places you want it to be. Thank you for tuning in to Your Awakening with Raphael. If you'd like to stay in the know and get free meditations and suggestions and recommendations of content, you can join my mailing list at empoweredwithraphael.com or you can follow Empowered with Raphael on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Skillshare for free content. If you'd like to work with me further, you can contact me through my website or fill in an application form or any of my programs. If you've loved this episode, we'd love to hear about it. Please leave a review. I look forward to supporting you in the future. Until the next chapter, Raphael.